that? Yeah, it's it's gentle. It's it's not a Cars Got Podcast theme song. My toe was just de- gently tapping on the carpet. It was it, it was, was wonderful, but it was more of a nervous tap. Oh, yeah. Well, if it makes you nervous, definitely I, one for the family singalongs. We're there. Look, hello and welcome to the Cars Guide Podcast, where we tear down pressure test and rebuild the issues of the automotive week. I'm James, and with me are Richard. Hello, and from Geneva, our fearless leader, Cars Guide editor Mal Flynn. Uh, bonjour. This week, among other things, we'll go behind the scenes at this week's Geneva Motor Show courtesy of Mal, detail a combi camper comeback and some special HSVs going under the hammer. But first, Musquatch. Sure, so SpaceX has just launched what it claims to be the biggest satellite ever. It's six tonnes and almost as big as a bus it was launched on March 6th, which was Tuesday, aboard a Falcon 9 um, for Hispasat, which is a company in Spain. It's for broadband. It's the 50th uh, Falcon 9 mission since the first one in 2010. Richard, what do you make mm. of that? Sounds like a resounding success. It's, uh, I reckon if it's, a, it's a proven formula. It's all, it's all happening for, for Elon, uh, definitely yep. in, the space, in the space race. Not yes. sure about the car race. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's going ahead in leaps and bounds. That's, yeah, as you said, six tonnes. It's as big as a, you know, big a, as a bus. bus. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not a spy satellite, or it would might that be, be a high ace bus or more your government? No, he said bus. city bus. So I'm, city I'm bus thinking, size. you know, wow, yeah. like a proper bus, a proper bus. Mal, yeah. did you see it go over here? Universal in serial bus. Oh, serial bus. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, can bus. <laughs> anyway, look yeah. on the other side of the coin for old Elon, the Bloomberg Tesla Model Three production tracker that we mentioned the other week has dropped back to 599 Model 3s a week from a high of 936 less than a month ago. Remember, the projection was 5,000 a month by the end of June last year, which magically changed to 5,000 a month by the end of June this year. And look, overall total is still less than 10,000 cars in six months. So space, looking great. Yep. Down here on the ground not with cars with four wheels, not, not so, so much. Great. Yeah, not so much. Um, and look, so by that count, by June, it'll be more like one car per week. Correct. It's a downward kind of a trend <laughs> at this point. Mm. They need to arrest that trend and mm. get that line heading the right way. And if they do want to have it heading the right way, you can jump the queue, apparently, if you're already a Tesla owner. You can bump up the, uh, the waiting list, get your Model 3, so long as you buy the primo model, the most uh, the most upscale one, which to me smacks of a bit of a cash grab. I think they need some fluidity in the dollars department. Yeah, that's a bit. I mean, that there's obvious. It's obvious what's going on there. Um, Elon's giving preference to people who are paying more. Mm. Um, but then again, I mean, does that still guarantee? Imagine if you put, imagine if you footed up the the money for the the top spec you yeah. know, car, yeah. and it still didn't arrive any sooner. Yeah. I, I can imagine it, that quite easily. Easily, easily. <laughs> it doesn't take a giant leap to no, get to that point. No. But uh, Isn't aside, this how pyramid schemes work? Aside, oh, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a Ponzi. <laughs> aside from all that, Elon wants Tesla to award him $3.4 billion. You know, uh, just like that. Yeah, look, that's, that's something He's which has been... He's been a good boy. 
he has been a good boy, and he he thinks he he deserves three point four billion Australian dollars, two point six US billion dollars, um, and that that's an award he's decided to allocate himself. But it's got to be approved by Tesla shareholders and a, a independent proxy advisor called Glass Lewis and Co. Have basically advised the investors, uh, the Tesla shareholders. Not no, to award it to him. Yeah, yeah. But what they're afraid of, if they don't award that $3.4 billion, he might just disappear. He'll say, see you later. Yeah, he'll go. Yes. So it's an incentive plan to keep him there. All right, well, we'll watch that space and see how many billions Where's actually he head Leon, uh, <laughs> you know, Elon's way. Where can he go? Like, you can't space? just leave Tesla. Space. Yeah. Space. Yeah. He can. Well, he's got a car up there. Yeah. So wherever he ends up, he's got transport. <laughs> that's right. Now, that's, that's let's leave it there. That's fantastic. Another great week in Muskwatch. Uh, Mal... We've been receiving news from you and M4, um, our people on the ground over in Geneva. So much happening. A new Supra, a new Corolla, various AMGs, a f- amazingly expensive Range Rover Coupe, Hyundai Kona Electric, Audi A6, Volvo V60, Outlander PHEV, Merck C-Class, BMW X4, Skoda Fabia. Flying car. Flying cars. Mm. Jaguar I-Pace, Visiv, Lavorg. On it goes. Mm. All of that, people should head to carsguide.com.au and check out our um, news section to, to catch up on all of that. But, Mal, you've been on the ground looking behind the scenes. Give us your highlights from the things that we haven't seen so far um, on the surface. So between Matt Campbell and I, we've had a pretty busy week. Uh, Matt was uh, taking care of the Mercedes side of things. I've been with Toyota and Lexus. So I can tell you everything you want to know about the Corolla. Uh, I know you're on the edge of your seat, but there's a, some pretty interesting things to say about that car. But uh, fully more excitingly, I can tell you all about the Supra. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Have you fallen asleep? No, no. Hello, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you there? Yes. <laughs> Are we having satellite issues? No, continue. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, lots to be said about all of those. And the, the Lexus GOX, finally they've got a, a baby SUV uh, after pretty much every other premium brand. Mm. Uh, but there's so much more. You know, you didn't mention the uh, the Porsche Mission E Cross Turismo, yep, yep. but uh, it's pretty much a very thinly disguised uh, Porsche Mission E production car with a couple of Subaru Outback add-ons. Yep. Um, it's If you take those off, it's looking like a pretty nice machine and – as we're all hoping, likely to be a, a much better Tesla. Yep. Uh, also, the Jaguar E-Pace. Yep. Uh, I-Pace, sorry. E-Pace. We've seen the E-Pace. Now we've seen the I-Pace. Yep. They're all electric uh, sort of SUV type thing. Could indeed be a better Tesla as well. Yes. Uh, promising some impressive numbers. It is. I mean, um, it's, it's kind of matching the I-Pace, isn't it, in terms of um, entry-level price and range and acceleration and all those things. Finally, a, a mainstream car brand has, that knows how to make cars is um, sort of fighting back in terms of the, the Tesla profile. Yeah, the first of many to come, as we know. But, yeah. uh, you know, they're all the sort of the mainstream car brand things and, you know, there's lots more. It's a bit of a headache for all yeah. of us, but a really exciting headache to have. Um, but this is my first time at the Geneva show. Uh, Matt's been there quite a few times, I think, but uh, my first time, and wow, it's a place. And James, you know you've been before. Um, but lots of stuff behind you, the scenes. You and, you and Matt spent a fair bit of time on Lake Geneva in the 
swan-headed paddle boat, just you know, making sure you took in the sights. But but was there anything at the show that you know Richard's banging on about a flying car? Yeah. Was was that there? Well, there wasn't just one flying car. I saw two flying cars. What do you mean? One was pretty much a helicopter with <laughs> wheels. Yeah. And then there was another one, yeah. uh, which was an Airbus development, I think, uh, collaboration with Audi. Wow. Uh, but basically, all rotors on the top like a giant drone. Fantastic. Um, how much of it is so car and how much of it is aeroplane or helicopter? And have you driven it? I gave it a go. Yeah. But uh, they wouldn't give me the kits. And it was indoors as well. Indoors. So oh, that could have ended very badly. Yeah, hot, doesn't it? Doors, let alone a, a car drone. Anyway, <laughs> car drone. <laughs> uh, how big is it? If you imagine something like a Daihatsu Mira with a giant four-rotor drone on top. Wow. wow. With an Audi badge. Um, wow. Yeah. So anyway, it's good did to see it, Did it start up? Did you hear box. it running? No, 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 no. No. Oh. no. But people were milling around it. Uh, wait till you see the photo I've got of it. You can you can see the top of it, but uh, there's too many people around it to really see the car. Fantastic. So a bit of interest. All right. But, what um, about the the weird and wonderful? Anything uh, kind of off the wall that that caught your eye that wouldn't have been in the mainstream kind of gaze? Well, one I don't think has seen has seen any uh, at least Australian news coverage is rim speed. Oh, and yeah. rinse speed usually grab all the headlines from Geneva historically, you know, yep. with cars that go on top of water, underwater, uh, pretty sure they've done flying cars, solar cars, you name it, uh, jacked up Porsches for off-road use, funny stuff like that. This year, they've got a car that looks like a soap dish uh, that has a detachable, or I suppose, what, like a loofer or something attached to it. Swap between. Yeah. Like a what, sorry? A loofer. You know, a back scrubber. If it's a soap dish, where's uh, the soap and where's the scrubber? No, but... Where do you get in? That yeah, might have made exactly. it more interesting. Anyway, it's called the you snap. You just slip in. You just slip in. And they've, uh, all it really has is a choice of top sections you can put on it, but it looks like you know your choice is between a shed and a lounge room. Wow. Uh, and it looks like, a, looks like the sort of box you get a model car in with a big clear section and, yeah, red speed. Is Rind is Rind Speed Swiss, in fact, Mal? Is that why they're typically such a big yeah. presence in Geneva? Yep, yep. They're based in Zurich, so they're, they're hardly a, you know, they're not from around the corner. But it's actually a really small organisation. I've been to the headquarters, and it's it's kind of no bigger than a usual mechanics workshop, but full of all these concepts from years gone by. Uh, this year, it's neither beautiful nor headline grabbing nor exciting. It's hard to find. Anyway, hopefully next time they can live up to their reputation, but. Rin speed aside, yep. uh, Geneva is also famous for all the supercars that you see, mm. and I can say that most of them you've probably never heard of. Um, there's all sorts of obscure things. I'm not sure if anyone actually builds any of them, but there were plenty on the stands today. Um, there's, there's that Italian designed Zero Dertre one, uh, that blue beast. That was one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's actually seems to be an Audi R8 under the skin. Yeah, it does. Um, but uh, no, honestly, I think that's what they've done. Mm. But it's it's a more resolved yeah. uh, design than most. Um, one that I found quite perplexing is the Carbolati, I think it is, uh, which looks like a half-finished Spiker <laughs> ripoff. You remember Spiker, the, I think it was, were they Swedish, Spiker? Sounds good. I like anyway, anything half-finished. <laughs> half-finished, it looks like it's been sandblasted. Uh, the stand looked like your grandfather had made it out ah, of painted nice. MDF. Yep. Um, Any Masonite? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's got uh, If you're going to use MDF, you've got to get some masonite in there. It's all painted with a roll. Anyway, uh, it looks like anyone and anyone can get a stand at Geneva if they have a motor, uh, supercar. But another one is a name that you may know from back in the 80s. Um, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but let's go with Zbaro. S-B-A-R-R-O. Zbaro. Zbaro. Okay. They had a couple of cars that looked like they may have been around since the 80s. Yeah. Um, but... One I'm going to give my what I'm going to call my Homer Award to hey. because it just seemed to be jam-packed with features that uh, no one's ever asked for. <laughs> it was based on a first-generation Porsche Cayenne, so the SUV, Yep. Uh, but cut to bits. Under the bonnet was seemed to have four intercoolers. It had a two-plus-one seating layout. Oh. It was jacked up, set up for off-road use. Uh, but the most perplexing element was that it, it was it's actually called a 4x4 plus 2, so it's a four-wheel drive, yes. and then it's got these two wheels that drop down from beneath the doors. It's only got two doors <laughs> uh, when needed yeah. uh, that look like they provide extra propulsion. Anyway, it looks strange. Wow. Uh, and what's it called? Yep, out of the box. Zabaro 4x4 plus 2. Unreal. Fantastic. Ooh. Okay, it, well, that's, that's a look out. Homer Award. <laughs> But the mainstream people were in evidence as well. There was an, an Aston Martin Valkyrie track model and the, the McLaren Senna uh, race, race car. They, they were around as yeah. well, yeah? Yep. And I must say that the Senna as a race car makes a bit more sense. It looks more like a, more like a sort of a, a purposeful LMP1 type thing, whereas yep. the road car kind of lacks beauty. Yeah, sure. Um, that's right. Yeah, the, the beauty but, quotient um, is down, yes. But uh, speaking of uh, McLaren Senna, uh-huh. Uh, that leads me on to my next great discovery of Geneva, and it's the celebrities you bump into oh, when you're there. wow. Okay, great. Danny Minogue. Did you see Danny? <laughs> I thought I did, actually, today. But, um, it was actually Kylie. It was yeah. yeah. It was a, there was a hell of a... Actually, all right, here's another segue for you. I could have sworn it was Danny, but it wasn't Danny. But the Rin Speed snap was actually playing... Kylie Minogue as I walked past it. Nice. Wow. Yeah, it felt just like yes. home. There you go. Yeah. Was it locomotion? Or I, it was I, I, locomotion. Was it? Great. The Bongs. Yep, yep. Well, you Clearly should... a big thing in Switzerland. You should be <laughs> anyway, so lucky. So... <laughs> I should be so lucky, yes. Uh, did I tell you who I saw on the McLaren stand? Kylie. No. Um, no, I didn't. I'm Bernie Lep- Eccleston. Bruce, Bruce Bernie Eccleston. Wow, did you turn and walk the other way instinctively? No, I just Isn't there a warrant out for his arrest? (laughs) (laughs) He was hiding among the crowd at the the centre stand. uh, Anyway, but he was later seen on the Lexus stand poking his head through the window of a Lexus LC. Really? Oh, that's that's unnerving, especially if you're in the car. Right right generation of buyer, though, for it. True. (laughs) True. (laughs) Now, Mel, one, one celebrity movie star type person that wouldn't have been there was Steve McQueen, because unfortunately he's not with us anymore. But no. um, the, his daughter was. The, the Ford Mustang Bullet that debuted in Detroit um, has since been confirmed for sale in Australia, and it's on display in Geneva. What do you make of that car? Yeah. So, you know, there's not many of us that would be happy to drive around in what's kind of trying to be a movie car, but at the end of the day, it's actually a pretty good-looking Mustang regardless. Great. Um, other than the bright muscle car colours, it's it's kind of got a nice sort of sinister look to it. Yeah, right. And I'm not the biggest fan of the 2018 update, but it looks pretty good as a bullet. Oh, good one. Okay, well, you know, numbers yeah. are, are being bandied around. 
there's no I, I've struggled to find a finite number in terms of what this special edition is going to run to in terms mm. of overall production but uh, we're going to get 50 or so you know yeah. minimum 50 um, but it's not going to be hundreds and hundreds I'm uh, not I'm not sold on it there's only one bullet not? it's the 1968 original for uh, me okay 390 um, fastback that's right yeah 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 okay well yep. that's interesting uh, can I add it's a lot more compelling than the last time they tried to do a, a bullet reference yeah. car I think that's uh, true previous generation yeah all right well look we'll, we'll anyway, leave it there we're just gonna we're gonna take a quick break a message from the pride of australia the winton motor company life's a journey and for over a century winton's been helping australians enjoy the ride behind the wheel of a winton you're comfortably in control of the most efficient enjoyable and brilliantly engineered car in the world in fact, from class-leading luxury and performance cars to light trucks, heavy haulers and agricultural equipment, all supported by our no-haggle, lifetime warranty and industry-leading service, Winton covers all the bases. Winton, Australian with a world of difference. Just makes you feel all warm inside. It does yeah? It does uh, and that yeah. again raises the question of where's Frosty? Yeah, you know, Frosty Chops, mm. head of media and now government relations at Winton Motor Company. He's actually in Geneva, Mel. He's with an Aussie trade delegation looking for export opportunities in a post-Brexit Europe. Mm. Um, he's he's also been there. he's been spending time in a Geneva disco. You may know it called the Java Club. Uh, he says the music's great, but the drinks are expensive, and he somehow lost his pants last night. It's um, it's not going well for him. Even though it's got an illuminated dance floor. Yeah, he, he, he thinks he's going to take some time out and visit relatives in Lapland because his mum actually comes from Finland. That's so. right. He's a good yodeler. <laughs> he's, um, he's got to be that. Yeah. So um, I've been in, on the blower to him. He he, he continually apologises. We'll we'll get him here. We'll get him here. Frosty will be here. Can I just say? Can I just say? Last stop for Frosty was Korea. Now the two Koreas are talking. Yeah, I know. There's no coincidence there. It's his government relations role. He's a, look, he's a fixer. Yeah. He gets people together. He does. And he's a very good schmoozer. Oh, the one of the best. Yeah, one he could schmooze for Australia. And in fact, now he does. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, in not Geneva news, um, in a Cars Guide exclusive this week, we got onto the fact that Volkswagen is bringing back the Combi Camper to Australia. And Richard, you've had some some uh, combi multivan kind of connections in in recent times. What do you make of that? Look, um, this is this news has been rolling around for a long, long time. But finally, and this is a this is a cars guide exclusive. We can officially confirm that the combi is coming back. Uh, there was there was thoughts that it was going to come back in electric form. There was going to be a new age combi, a retro combi. Uh, it, it's the truth is, uh, the combi is a camper essentially, uh, and, and a you know a utilitarian adaptable uh, van, and uh, it will be coming back in that form uh, based with, on the current T6 transporter with your pop top roof, yeah. right? The the most iconic bit of all. That's right. So what what Volkswagen have found is that so many people are buying a, a stock transporter, a multi van, or, or you know what Caravelle, or one of the one of the uh, transporter range vans, uh, and and they're they're retrofitting them full of sinks and beds and stuff like that. Yep. Um, now, in the current multivan and the T6, the top of the line, you, you can fold down the seats to make a bed, but yep. you, you have to be four feet tall for, to fit in it. Right. So what, what Volkswagen are going to do is they're going to outfit it with proper beds and things yes. like that. Right. So that prices haven't been uh, announced, 
but we can we can confirm that it's coming back. We're not 100% sure if it's going to wear the combi moniker, but the, the Volkswagen people are using the term combi, combi when they're, t- combi when they're talking in relation to it. Yeah. Um, so combi, combi camper could be the name it, it actually wears. So um, it feels like it's going to be the pop-top thing for extra accommodation up there. Yep. It might have an awning on it. All your yep. traditional kind yep. of family holiday combi yep. type things, which is brilliant. And Volkswagen saying that you can either buy that as a complete vehicle from the dealer or if you've bought a, uh, bought a multivan, yep. you can get those bits and pieces as genuine accessories. So they are trying yep. to tap into what's been very lucrative in the aftermarket for everyone but Volkswagen. That's right. So they finally realised right. that they should get in there and uh, have a bit of that action. This, I mean, and it is it is worth pointing out, sorry, that uh, like this really isn't nothing anything new. The likes of Tracker have been making yeah, an ex- pro- excellent product for exactly. thirty years. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Volkswagen's taking a slice of the pie, and it's probably good to have an official version. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it's not just Volkswagen doing it either. You know, Mercedes has got the Marco Polo. Yes. Uh, Australians love to to go camping. Australians love their recreational vehicles. Yeah. Uh, no surprise to me. I thought Marco Polo played for the Western Sydney Wanderers actually. <laughs> Wasn't he their Marco, marquee player in the season just gone? Yeah, yeah. It's making, He's hard to find. You just talking about it makes me want to light a flare and you know burn the building down. <laughs> That's it's, true. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to other local news. HSV is moving on its last three locally built Commodore-based performance cars. They're actually customer and media demos, and it's via a man... No, 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 the W1 is. Oh, the W1 the is, others. but the other two aren't. Yeah. Oh, okay, beg no. your pardon. So there are three Sorry. cars... It's happening on Saturday, March 17, so not long now. There's going to be a GTSR sedan, a GTSR Maloo, and as Mal just mentioned, a GTSR W1. Now, there were only ever 300 W1s built. Um, not all of those were in Australia, I, I believe. Some went to New Zealand. It, you know, 475 kilowatts, that's 637 horsepower. That's nuts. Um, 815 newton meters, and they each cost 169k <sighs> when they were new. In December last year, one sold for $269,000, so they've already put on $100,000. It'll be fascinating to see what these cars go for. That's nuts. They're expecting, what, around $300,000, which is an enormous jump compared to when those last Falcons were auctioned. Sure. I think they went for about $2,000 over their sale price. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, these really are collector's items. So, Mel, there's also a simulcast, so people all around the country can uh, throw in a bid if they feel to. You're going you're gonna to chuck in a cheeky bid, I imagine? Is there a reserve? <laughs> well, it's in an envelope, and you're not going to know about it until the actual day. Well, if it's an unknown reserve, probably not. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll be But I uh, wish them well. Who knows what they're going to achieve? Yeah. Uh, you know, this this W1 has been covered by pretty much every automotive publication in Australia. Yeah. Uh, it's the orange one. Um yeah. Therefore, it has been worked hard, but I'm sure they've uh, prepared it nicely for sale. Well, that's that's uh, when working hard becomes provenance. You know that uh, that mm-hmm. it's it's a special car rather than one that's been given a bit of a thrashing. How many k's would it have on the clock? I don't know. Well, the wheels were spinning so much; it probably <laughs> hasn't travelled that many kilometres. But the odometer reads several yeah. thousand. You know. And is that the one Chesto drove across the Outback? I don't well? know. It could have been. Could have been. No, that, that was a, that was years ago. Yeah, that was years ago. All right, well, years ago. take a look. Although Manheim- well, knowing Chester, he probably had the scoop. Yeah. Manheim.com.au, go and have a look at the uh, auction. Throw in a cheeky bid. Yep. You, you never know uh, where you might end up. But now, a word from the young guns at Oversteer. When you're done listening to these old farts ramble on... Can I tell a story? Come and listen to the Oversteer podcast where we talk about the stuff that kids love. Story time with Mitchie Boy. Yeah, because if I don't try, I will fail. (laughs) 
like, you know on, how mate. you roll into a petrol station and you're like, would you rather be designated driver for a group of kids on a sugar high or a group of super drunk adults? Yes, the Oversteer podcast has everything, and you can find it on the Cars Guide website, iTunes, and where all good podcasts are sold. Right now, uh, it's like that. babysitting, like a <laughs> room for children. You have to hold their hand, you have <sighs> to help them, you know, point them in the right, right direction. direction. God. Yeah. Anyway, good on them. And they won't go to sleep at night either. Oh, oh God. Nine o'clock last night they went rub, finally. Finally yeah. rub, uh, brandy on their gums. Yeah. Uh, oh, one of them's got a cold. It's oh, terrible. Damn, it's going round. Oh. oh. And now, once they get a cold, everyone gets cold. it. Yeah. We've we've, spo- mm. we've I wish spoken. wish Jay Three wash his hands. Settle down, boys. <laughs> now we've we've spoken at length about how much of an impact Utes are making on the Australian new car market. Like last year. Out of 1.1 million or so new vehicles, 150,000 of those were utes. And everybody wants a piece of the action. All the mainstream players are in there, but all of a sudden you've got Mercedes in there with the X-Class. And BMW Australia's MD Mark Werner reckons that uh, Munich HQ is investigating because he's on at them pushing to to get a BMW ute. Um, I think he's actually pushing it uphill, but uh, what, do you, what do you think, Richard? Uh, this is the stu- Look, I normally love stupid things, but not even I love this. This is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. I can understand. You know, I can get my head around a Mercedes-Benz, you know, Nissan Navara-based ute. I can, but a BMW ute, I just I can't get my head around it. Well, I mean, isn't part of the problem that BMW as a company doesn't have the same kind of offering in the commercial space. That's they, right. They just don't have the vans and they like don't commercials do that Mercedes they don't or do, any of those connections. That's right. They don't have a Hang off-roading on. heritage. Yeah. Go, Mel. Hasn't he just said he wants a ute? Oh, yeah, he has. That's right. Yeah, so They're not saying they're going to build it. Oh, what he's saying is that, that BMW HQ in Munich is investigating. With the inference being that they're, um, you know, trying to put some kind of business case together. But wouldn't it? It's a bit like a flea in the ear, you know. BMW is Well, I'm investigating flying out the window, but I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Are you? Hang on. Do you want to talk about this, Mel? Yeah, I've investigated it. What floor floor are you on? Not for very long. Hang on. What's the emergency number number for for Geneva? No, no, let's not go there. Do you want to talk about it, Mel? um, Mel, Don't forget the country code. But the thing is, I'm sure he's using this as some kind of leverage, but when you're, okay, successful in the Australian context, you go up to the behemoth that is BMW head office in Germany, and I just don't know how loud your voice is. I'm with Richard. This seems like a pie-in-the-sky kind of exercise. (sighs) It's yeah. It's it's it's. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, like, and even the the comgen yeah. image that they've got of it is just. Oh, just, we made that. Yeah. Did we do that? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's pathetic. It's pathetic. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. We made that. Oh, Go the to the website if you want to see some star quality comgening. Go to the website and check out this year. And you know what? It's probably exactly what it will look like. Richard is blushing at the moment. Oh, yeah. It's not going to happen anyway. Uh, look. <laughs> They want a Ute. I want to win Lotto. Yeah, I'm not going to win Lotto. Good point. But you know, well, look, we can all dream. Let's move on to cars that can actually be driven, and uh, just briefly do a run around on on what's in our garage. Richard, what have you been uh, steering in the past seven days? Two o eight GTI Peugeot. Yeah, uh, loving it. I've driven the original two o five GTI. Loved that car, even though it caught on fire and burnt to the ground. Oh, I don't think of the ground just caught on fire right. uh, and um, happy to say this one didn't catch on fire um, and I've really enjoyed it it's a great driver's car uh, it doesn't have any cup holders in the back um, which is not a problem because right. well that's not a deal breaker 
What's happening? What am I doing in the back? I sat in there this morning when I was road testing it. <laughs> All right. Look, I've been driving a VW Caddy, which is Thank this you, small kind of one box-ish, almost two box van. And uh, it's a bit of an echo chamber. You know, the, the opportunity to put some noise insulation in that vehicle has been lost on Volkswagen. It's not exactly the most refined proposition, but it's a lot of fun. We put some bikes in there on the weekend, and uh, the kids and I went went riding. It was it's terrifically practical, and it's built for purpose and very fit for it. But Mal, the more important driving experience during the week has been you doing skids on snow and ice. Tell us all about it. Well, yes, I did actually. Uh, not in Australia because we don't have any. But uh, on the weekend, on the way to Geneva, I was fortunate enough to be given the chance to drive some. Special Toyotas on a lake in the middle of Sweden. Uh, it was a frozen lake. Uh, the ice was about a metre thick, I'm assured. Wow. Uh, and I've got no reason to doubt that now. Uh, and we had an absolute ball. Brilliant. And, you know, people dream of supercars. People dream of fast AMGs, all sorts of things. But, by crikey, can you have a lot of fun with 147 kilowatts on ice? So you were in an 86? Yeah, fantastic. Yep. And that was all that was there, 86, or anything else on offer for you to start spinning around in? We actually did a couple of warm-up exercises in the Yaris GRMN, which is the limited edition supercharged Yaris hot hatch, GRMN, uh, so that's, which uh, we aren't getting in Australia. That's Gazoo, Gazoo Racing, Racing, Master of Nürburgring. Yes, yes. And uh, Dakar and every other element of Toyota Motorsport moving forwards. Yep. But uh, this is a, a fast Yaris, and it was a bit of fun. Uh, I'd love to drive it on the road, but it was really easy to drive pretty quick on the ice. Terrific. Uh, not as much fun as the 86. Okay. Uh, we've got some video of that, which will be going up on the site next week. Great. Uh, but check out, uh, there's a couple of shots on Instagram and a bit of a video on Instagram. We actually caught Toyota Australia Vice President Sean Hanley uh, behind the wheel, uh, linking a couple of corners beautifully. Oh, good. Uh, if you ever thought Toyota's boring, have a look at that video. And uh, see first, that, it's uh, the first time in a manual, I think, for Sean as well. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm, I'm That's, lying. Uh, <laughs> that is not true. Well, first time in, it was first time in a manual. First time in Toyota for Sean. No, was, sorry, no, it wasn't. It no. was Mal's first time in right, a manual. Mal. <laughs> okay. All right, look, yes. Mal, thank you. That tops everything in terms of what we've been driving this week. I tell you what, that, that, that beats a Peugeot oh, and a Volkswagen Caddy. I can't sing it loud enough. Can I, can I chuck in a uh, – we didn't get to finish one of my topics. Are we, are we at the end of this podcast yet? Oh, we're very close. So <laughs> We uh, are, we are should, now. You so. should be as quick as a, an 86 on ice. Oh, okay. I didn't get to finish my celebrities that I saw at oh, the Oh, sorry, uh, Okay, That's just been burning in the background on, for drop you them, all this drop time, them. We, We've got our it's hands near the carpet ready yeah. to pick up the names you're dropping. Who'd you see? Okay. I, on the Aston Martin stand, I saw Martin Brundle having a gander at the new Lagonda okay. concept, Ooh. electric concept. Yep. Um, he's quite short. Um, yeah. what, in stature? Or? And I saw, uh, yes, but uh, most Formula 1 drivers are. Correct. Uh, I saw Horatio Pagani on the Pagani stand. Oh. Yep. Um, quite an iconic figure. Yep. But the highlight for me, walking down the corridor trying to get to an interview. Simcoe. Coming out of nowhere, not Simcoe, a very tall individual with uh, flowing grey hair Gordon and Murray. Mustache. Fabio. Gordon Murray. Yeah, Gordon Murray. Fabio. <laughs> Fantastic. Not Fabio, Richard. Gordon Fantastic. Murray. Still on the lookout for Fabio. I'll be sure to get a selfie if I do. <laughs> but Gordon Murray, Mr. McLaren F1 himself. Wow. Uh, talented individual, great star quality, just walking down the corridor. And what did you do, Mal? Did you get his autograph? Did you say hi? No. Totally star Too scared. Just walked straight past him. I'm sure he was too. 
He went, that's Mal Flynn from Cars Guy. Okay, all right. I've seen... We're getting we're getting the wind up here, Mal. We've we've um, we've got to we've got to move on. I think we've crossed the finish line, and um, uh, it's time to say thank you, Richard. Thank you, and Mal. Good night and safe travels home. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks too to our producer Barbara on the panel. I like him, but then I also like to have burning sticks shoved in my eyes. And thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show or anything else that's on your mind. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. It's another way of letting us know what you think. And we know that on any given subject, many of you listening right now will know more than we do. So let us know if we've gone wrong and we can fix things. would be great. Thanks. I hope you can join us next week. Until then, remember, there's nothing more powerful than love. Except the Ferrari Superfast, it puts out 800 horsepower.